Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us here on Laquita's Toolbox. It is such an awesome pleasure to have you guys with me today. You know, for the first half of uh, season one, you guys enjoyed Laquita's Toolbox and it was just me by myself, giving out helpful tools and tips to help you grow as an entrepreneur and to help you grow in your own personal growth and development. But here at our very first um, episode of season two, I'm going to be joined by an amazing guest and her name is Miss Shara Ruffin. I met Shara uh, via LinkedIn and she's such an amazing woman and she's helped me greatly with my, um, not only my LinkedIn, but several other projects that I've been working on. And I thought it would be great to have Shara as our first guest for season two. So what I'd like to do right now is Miss Shara, would you please introduce yourself to the Laquitas Toolbox audience? Sure, I can definitely do that. So my name is Shara, I'm a former psychotherapist, uh, licensed clinical social worker by profession, now turned entrepreneur and wellness coach. So that's what I do now. I help my colleagues pass their board exams as well as giving them career development coaching. Um, yeah, so that's that's the the short <laughs> short version. <laughs> so you said that's the short version. Yeah, yeah, that's the short version. <laughs> I've been trying to work on it. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, I, I definitely understand that. So let's dig into a little bit of the meat and potatoes about who you are and your journey, your entrepreneurial journey. You yeah. stated that you were a licensed clinical uh, social worker for a number of years, but now you're this thriving entrepreneur owning your space on LinkedIn, on um, Instagram, and on Clubhouse. Talk to us about that pivot. Oh my God. I don't even know what it so six months ago. <laughs> I was actually it's funny because um Clubhouse for the first time, my uh group hit 150 people in a room for two hours. That has never happened. Wow. Uh that was Monday. That was the milestone. I was like, oh my god, it's 150 people. So let me just back up. So six months ago, after I passed my board exams, people have been following me on LinkedIn for about three years. Um, but I had only been doing video for about a year. So consistently, which is, I was telling Laquetta to do you guys, and she's now doing it. Now look at her. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I had only been doing LinkedIn video for about a year. Um, and I are, was already sitting at about 30,000 connections at the time. Now, the difference was I had a, a mentor of mine, her name is Shawnee, who has over a million followers now. She saw me and said, hey, I think you need to do video. I said, mm, what are you talking about? I need you to do video for 90 days. And I was like, no, that's too much. I, I don't have time for that. And when I did that, man, did it change my world. I engaged with my audience. It gave me a trust factor with them that was totally unmatched. Um, when I'm not doing video, people look for me. <laughs> uh, no matter where they are in the world, I had a guy in Africa where I literally was about to go into surgery. And I had to go say, hey, I'm about to go to surgery, guys. I'm not going to be on today. <laughs> um, I have fried turkeys on LinkedIn. I kind of I wanted people to get a, a part of my world. I got really comfortable with sharing my world because I think growing up I had a lot of that um, you're seen and not heard type of atmosphere. And then I became a social worker. Of course, there's a lot of talking. It takes place a therapist and. I was just tired of being where I was at. I, I love my job, but I was burned out. Um, and I wanted to find a way to pivot 
because there were so many people that would not dare go into a place that I worked at. I worked at an outpatient hospital for many years and the people I wanted to reach were not being treated. So I started out on LinkedIn really talking about me. I'm a former military spouse. I talked about that journey as an article back in three years ago and it blew up. I was like, man, people really like stories on here. And I really didn't think of it at the time as something personal. I was just trying to tell more about myself. So I used myself as a vehicle to talk about mental illness, um, because though I suffer from generalized anxiety disorder, have a long history of trauma, ADHD combined type of learning disorder, and I'm a therapist. So I wanted to talk about that journey, what it's been like for me, because most people look at providers, at least in my profession, as having all the answers, and we don't. Most of us come into the profession because we have had an experience with trauma or know what it is to um, have trouble around mental health. So I wanted to break that grass ceiling around it and wanted people to have more access to me as a person. So I started sharing more. In the last year, <laughs> I can say, people know my son, Jaden, uh, more than me. They call him the young CEO. On <laughs> so they, I had one lady, on there, she's like Jaden's go-to fan. Since Jaden got sent um, a Oprah puzzle from, I guess, her her favorite list that she does every year. And one of them was for kids. And Jaden got this puzzle. I had to go on LinkedIn and do a video with him about it. Like people love him and they'll ask, like if Jaden wasn't in the video, they say, where's Jaden at? <laughs> because whenever I would do my videos, I, it would be during remote schooling. And that was when I was in the throes of remote schooling, going through my periods of depression. Um, it was a really hard time during the pandemic. Um, I didn't really pivot until I want to say March of this, this year, but I started being more open with what I wanted to do in January after I passed my boards. There's a post on my LinkedIn profile that hit 93,000 views. I, quite, I shared this with you before. That one post, I can literally say birth everything that I do now. It was me wow. sharing how long it took me to get my board exam done and passing it. Uh, it takes two years to qualify for the LCSW, which is the advanced clinical license. It took me 10 years post-grad. So, and I talked about why it took me so long, um, giving birth to a stillborn daughter, um, having a husband that was over in the military in Kabul, Afghanistan, I'm coming back with PTSD and trauma, our marriage falling apart partially because of that grief, partially because of his PTSD, and part of some of his own pathology, as well as mine. And also sharing some of the depression I went through, post-depression, postpartum, almost giving up my son for adoption at one point because I was so in the midst of my depression, having a marriage that was falling apart. Um, doing going, my life was just in shambles for <laughs> a couple of years while being a full-time therapist. Mm. So I could be sure of the therapist until five o'clock rolled around. It was sure I'm about to go grab this bottle of wine because I can't deal. I don't want to deal with my reality right now. I have a sick mm. child to take care of a husband who's not um, even remotely thinking about us. Um, is doing what he wants to do, and I'm here, a single mom of Mary, and this is not what I wanted. So it was a lot of uh, issues that I shared on LinkedIn about, you know, un the untraditional version of being a military spouse, you know, living off base, not having access to things, uh, working with providers that had no idea what the military is like and not really having to treat it adequately. Mm -hmm. um, so it, that was some of the things I talked about. Um, and then from there in January, when I passed my exam and talked about all of that, I had no idea how many people were like, 
thank you for sharing. You've been an inspiration. I think I would have gave up a long time ago. There's a lot more to it. I'm actually in the midst of writing a book on it. Um, so look out for that. But yeah, I, I talked about all the struggles I had to get to that point. And then I thought, you know, I'm at this point where I, I work hard to get this license. I have it now. What am I going to do? I thought it was going to be private practice and uh, no, I'm not even in private practice. I could be making a six-figure salary, but now I'm um, benchmarking on getting a six-figure business going, being where I am and how many people I can reach. So it's been a long journey, but one that now I can look back on all of those experiences that I've had and use them as a kind of a kind of a gift to someone else, but in the form of services to my colleagues, how to pass their boards, how to monetize um outside of what they were trained to do because I'm board certified in telemental health. You see all that alphabet soup all around my name, <laughs> um, <laughs> all of that stuff. Um, I could be doing mostly anything I wanted to, but I'm choosing to give back and cultivate a community where I can support other people, especially mental health providers who have gone through that or are they just still stuck? Cause I know mm -hmm. that's like, um, so January I got on clubhouse, started talking about my own journey to some social work folks. Um, that had a good audience. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. Mind you, I thought I was going to go into uh, private practice. I had no idea that six months later, I would have a thriving business, um, have a three, four different communities on a couple of different platforms on top of LinkedIn, um, and also have kind of a funnel space for my business. And I don't even have a website yet. So it's, it's, it's been fun. Um, my business ended up in business insider three weeks ago. Um, most people are pitching to get in there and I didn't even try. It was because of my uh, visibility on LinkedIn, which is what I preach a lot about how important it is to be visible on LinkedIn. Not mm -hmm. everybody um, uses it um, in that way. So nonetheless, that's the short version of my journey. Um, I don't know. Like it, it's, it's been a whirlwind, but um, trust factor is important. Building a community is very important for what you're doing and be willing to to jump in and not be scared to do it. I think a lot of people get stuck in, I need to plan. I had no idea that I was actually birthing another community while I was doing it, birthing another purpose while I was doing it. It was just me wanting to give back, wanting to tell my story, what I experienced and wanting to give it to a community that I know who could use it. What I didn't know months later as I was going along every week, getting on Clubhouse one, two hours, get my community started to grow, went from 40 people to 50 people to 60, 70 people. And then in June, I hit a milestone where it hit 100 people, about 100 people uh, for two hours in a strategy group every single Monday. So far, two months now, as of this past Monday, it's 150 people for two hours they're in there listening to me about how to strategize to pass their boards. Some people pass it. Some people end up doing individual coaching with me that way. So it's been a, a whirlwind and it's still growing. People are still asking about my services. Half the time, I don't even know where they come from anymore. It's, but it's been word of mouth and the testimonies and how I market. Um, I think, and I don't even, again, I don't have a website yet. I am going to get one, but right now, Instagram, Twitter um, has been my go-to. LinkedIn, Clubhouse, they're all popping together. The only thing I haven't done is YouTube, which is probably going to be my next venture. Wow, wow. So listen, listen. This is Laquita's Toolbox, and the purpose of this show is to be able to provide 
tools, helpful tools that can help you grow as entrepreneurs and tools that can help you grow in your own personal growth and development. And Shara has just laid down about five to 10 tools in that conversation. So if you're listening for the very first time, let me tell you, you don't want to tune into the toolbox without having something to write with and something to write on, because I guarantee you, you will leave with things that will definitely change your life in so many different ways. And just, you know, just to recap there, some of the things that popped out to me that you said was the visibility, the transparency, uh, you're a giver. Your whole purpose and objective was in your transparency to be a giver, to share your story. Becoming an entrepreneur wasn't even at the forefront of your mind. It was more like an outlet for you at a time when you needed an outlet, possibly, and maybe even a safe space. What's, mm-hmm. When you started sharing on LinkedIn, was it your like was it your intent to say, "Hey, let me see how big I can blow up"? Nope. Uh, when you started nope. sharing videos, <laughs> <laughs> not nope, not at all, not at all. I, I actually didn't want to do it. I, I didn't want to do video. I, I thought I shared it with you uh, in the back channel that I didn't. It wasn't something that I wanted to do initially because my mentor was like. You need to go on LinkedIn. You need people need to trust you. I like your profile, I like your content. You don't need to change a thing. You're just not, you're not on video. I was like, 90 days. I need to show up for what? Uh, I don't have time for that. And my first video, I'll never forget, was me talking about how uncomfortable I was on video. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because people had already had already had a connection with me. So I was like, oh man, I'm glad you're showing up, doing your first video. And it's history from there. So, wow. yeah. I know during that conversation when you told me showing up for 90 days, my reaction was, who has time for that? Yes. Do you know how many things I'm doing right now? <laughs> I really, I really. <laughs> but it makes a difference. It makes a difference. So those of you that are, are thinking about becoming entrepreneurs or you're already an entrepreneur and you're looking at a cost-effective way to scale and grow or the new the the buzzword is optimize, right? You want to optimize your social media. Video is the way to go. And our guest, uh, Mishara, is a great example of how showing up on video um, and becoming more sociable or more visible, as it were, can make a huge difference. And I've heard a lot of entrepreneurs, even myself, say that when you focus on making the money your struggle. But when you focus on sharing, adding value, being that go-to person, that subject matter expert, um, you know, exercising your gift to others, the money will come to you. Oh yeah. I I can, I can, I can literally vouch for that. Um, If you're, you're good at something and it's giving value, giving value to me is more important than the money. Because mm-hmm. if people see that you're not in it to get money out of them, you're really in it to give them something that's going to make their life better, a better quality of life, and they can see the results, they'll come back for more and they'll keep coming back. But I, I think for me, because I have a service heart and I come from a social worker space, um, that I've always been a person to give. So initially when I started, people were like, man, are you like now it got to a point. I know that I was giving too much and I'm like, I want to continue to give, but now I got bills to pay and you know, how am I going to do this? And then I got another business coach and that was another mindset that I had Mm. to rethink really 
real learning how to reel back value to a point where people are going to want more, but you're not exchanging time for money. If you can replicate in different ways and uh, make online products that, you know, can make you uh, more visible, but you're not expending so much energy. So that was something else that I have also just learned. But uh, in the beginning, you you know, it, it was always, it was fun for me to watch people pass their exams and for them to come back or a light bulb to go off about something I wish somebody would have gave to me. And I think that's, mm. for me, what I give my clients is I'm to them what I wish somebody would have been to me when I needed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing because- that's really what it's it should be about, you know. That's really what it should be about. When when I first started going live on Facebook, and we were going live, my, my co-host and I, we have a show there called Create Your Future Self Live. And that's one of the reasons we started doing it. It was really we wanted to be able to give to aspiring uh real estate investors things that were not given to us, that was not made available to us without either A an extremely high price tag or B you pay the price tag and then you didn't get value out of it. It wasn't, it wasn't essentially worth uh, the price that you paid for it. And you're right. When you show up with that servant's heart, that makes the difference in all of the world. People will mm-hmm. give, give, and they'll show up for you consistently. Wow. Yeah. And without even, and I can literally say like, you'll create like, super fans. I have people, if I come into Clubhouse in a certain room, because I've been on there so much in the beginning, uh, they will <laughs> they will actually they'll actually talk about me for me. Like, I don't even have to do anything. They're just like, oh, there goes Shara. She does, da, da, da. She's done this for me. When you actually, uh, it's amazing what happens when you give people things, you just give, and then people see the value in that. They tell their friends. They tell mm. other people. And your reach goes further. So you, you got to think beyond that. That one person is also a hundred people mm. or more. So service that one person, even if you start out with that one, it multiplies on the fact that you're giving something of value to them. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's make a little bit, we're not going to shift the conversation. We're just going to move on to a subtopic yeah. in the conversation. How about that? You know, we talked, you talked there a bit about, um, some of the things that were going on in your life uh, mm-hmm. prior to you uh, passing your exams. Mm-hmm. And I heard you say that there's a book coming out about that. Mm-hmm, it is. <laughs> if you oh, can, yeah. if you can, <laughs> you know, share a little bit about, you know, the motivating factors um, oh, behind saying, okay, I want to put this journey on paper and share it with mm-hmm. others. Yeah, it was about 75 pages. It's been sitting on my drive. To tell you the truth, it's been sitting on my drive um, since I started my LinkedIn journey. I started writing um, summer, May 2018. So this was originally not what it is now. It's It was still, it's funny because while I was going through that journey with LinkedIn, I was also writing those chapters and not even knowing it, um, that my journey wasn't complete to write it. At the time, I was like, oh man, I'm talking about all the stuff I had been through. I met a book coach, um, God rest his soul, um, on LinkedIn, and he reached out to me. I'll never forget. He said he was a psychologist in California. He said, "Hey, you got a story? I think you need to write a book." I said, "No, I don't write books. I read them. Mm-mm, this is this is not what I do." Uh, and <laughs> I have a lot of those stories, right? So, and and it's funny because he reached out uh, for that whole summer. He said, "You're gonna what I want you to do. We're gonna meet every week, 
and we're going to, I just want you to talk about what you're excited about. What do you want to do? And at the time I was burnt out. My divorce had been finalized for about two years. I was just working, trying to provide for this little baby. Uh, at the time, I think Jaden was maybe like three or four. And I was just like, look, I'm just working, you know, I'm just surviving. And I wasn't living. So he wanted me to write. And what I didn't know, man, if someone had told me three years later, I'd be, I would have not only one, but four, no, five books. I would have said, oh, you crazy. That one summer, I came up with 600 audio transcriptions that have, on top of more that came as my journey um, pivoted over the last three years. Um, but I had no idea I was, I was carrying that much information, so much value that I could give to people. It was just me talking about my day, sometimes walking two miles to get to work after getting out to um, a train, hour and a half, another bus, another 45 minutes to an hour going to work. And, and coming back from work, I would uh, talk to the audio about where I was in my journey in time and where I've been in the past every day for about 20 minutes. What I didn't know is that I was really not only writing my story, but I was I was reconnecting to why I came into wanting mm -hmm. to be in a profession at a, in the first place where I felt invalidated, where I felt burnt out, where I felt tired and I felt trapped. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. So yeah, that, that those, those are some of the stories in LinkedIn that um, I <laughs> I really that's probably gonna be a book by itself, right? That I haven't talked about that so many people I met and connected with. If I never would have started showing up or making connections and actually taking conversations off of LinkedIn, a lot of things wouldn't have happened. Getting a international engagement, my first speaking engagement, in Toronto, Canada, being invited for that was from a, a video of my son dancing to Bruno Mars. But me talking about that, he no longer had to get needles in certain places. Men don't want to get needles in um, because he had a kidney obstruction at six months. I had to get surgery. And after that, he had still had some issues with his kidneys. But I talked about his journey and me being a single mom and trying to care for him while I'm working full time. A job that was really stressful, dealing with suicidal patients, psychotic mm -hmm. patients, um, a job that was really demanding. Um, but actually helped to build the clinical side of my career, um, not knowing that it would help pivot me later. Wow. So I know that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful because how many people right now are walking around with a story to tell and don't realize, one, that that story needs to be told, and two, how beneficial to themselves it will be to tell that story, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I think each one of us, because everybody lives life, right? And mm -hmm. life is always unpredictable. How, you know, if you're walking on this planet right now and whether you're 10, 110, you've had some things that you've overcome and you have a story to tell. You're the author of your story. And from that conversation that you had initially, to today, mm. six six books. Like wow, six books. Yeah, yeah. six books. Um, it's funny because it's I was reconnecting, um, really digging into my where I came from, um, my family history, my relationship with my father, the relationship I had with men, which the most important um, relationships because I, I can literally only count three that have been pivotal. Um, two of them military talking about the connection to my father. Of course, the man I'm married now, 
is not military at all. Um, he's my best friend that I've known since I was 15. So I talk about all of that, including um, the the issues I had with my dad because he was a military. I kind of told you he was very verbally abusive, but he had his own trauma that I uncovered by initially having a nine hour conversation with him. Um, but that also came from me doing those audios, uh, t- my journals that I would start talking about those things. Some of the things I struggle with as a female navigating a relationship, um, sex taboo, all of that, the things that my parents really never really dealt with, but projected onto me because they were teenage parents themselves. So it, mm-hmm. I talked about all of that. And by the end of the summer, I had no idea that I had 600 transcriptions and didn't know that they would even separate even further into separate books later. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's quite interesting. I, I don't even know how to really explain it. I think me falling into that journey, falling into my experiences as I went along helped me. Like, okay, this is how, let me just keep going, keep going. And I became really obsessed <laughs> kind of with LinkedIn because um, LinkedIn is a very underutilized platform. Only two to 3% of people actually do video. Two to 3% of people hide behind their text posts. Um, so I wanted to really start storytelling. So I actually originally started just telling stories every day on LinkedIn. Then on video, people are like, if you playing videos, nope. I never plan them. It's whatever comes to mind at the time. And um, I've learned to trust that because for me, that's that's where the connection is. And most of my parents know um, that if I'm curating something, um, it's it just it wouldn't be me. So I, I'm used to just doing things kind of on the spot now. But again, the more you practice it, mm-hmm. the better you get at it. Right. It is. It is. So listen, I'm just going to recap that. Listen, trust what she says. I tried it for myself. <laughs> yeah, LinkedIn Live. Look at that. Yeah, right. I've been trying to go LinkedIn Live. Not that. Um, I've been trying to go get LinkedIn to approve my live for probably over a year. Mm-hmm. And I would get crickets, nothing. <laughs> and after a conversation or two with Mishara, I started going live on LinkedIn for about no more than two I don't even think I've been on there for three whole minutes before um, video on LinkedIn. And I woke up this morning and LinkedIn had magically, amazingly <laughs> approved the application that's been sitting there for over a year. Just to say, you're approved to go live on LinkedIn. And it shows that how much uh, the platforms value that connectivity between their users they want mm-hmm. us to engage with each other. They want us to um, to share videos, to share thoughts, to share things that add value, and that helps them. That helps you grow, and it helps the platform grow. But wow, you know what, Michelle? There's so many questions. You're gonna have to be here on part two for my podcast. Our time goes by so fast on these things um, mm-hmm. when the content is really good. But before we do come to a close, I want you to tell us a little bit more about your company, um, mm. Journey to Licensure, how mm. people can connect with you. Um, you know, and yeah. you've already told us how you help those uh, in that social worker space. But for those that are listening that know people who want to take their test or they've been struggling mm. uh, studying for their test, how can they connect with you? I'm always on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. Um, you plug in my name, you can find you can find me. All of my platforms are public space. Um, most people find me on Instagram and Facebook. So I also have a Facebook business page. 
But you can reach out to me any platform, my personal or my business, they're all open. Um, so yeah, whatever one that you're on, I'm probably on. So <laughs> <laughs> except for YouTube, I'm not there yet. I'm working on it. I need to get, I need to give it the program with that. But yeah. Wow, wow. So listen, go out to Google, type in Shara S-H-A-R-A Ruffin, R-U-F-F-I-N. Put that in Google and you will find her across the various social media platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. She's there. Connect with her. You will not be disappointed. Oh, and I forgot Clubhouse. So those of you that have Clubhouse access, find her on Clubhouse. If you don't have Clubhouse access, ask someone to send you an invite. If you reach out to me, <laughs> if you reach out, if you're an iPhone user and you reach out to me, um, if you're looking at the um, show descriptions, you'll see my email address there, Laquita, uh, podcast at laquitamondley.com. Shoot me an email. Let's have a conversation. And I have some, rec- I have some um, invitations to give. So yes, you want to be on Clubhouse. You want to be connected. So Ms. Shara, it has been amazing having you uh, as a guest. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story, adding value to our listeners, because there was some amazing value there uh, for them. And it that value is just not for people who are in the social work space, not even just for people who are uh, entrepreneurs, because your story mm-hmm. at the heart of it is don't give up. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be yeah. it. I'm still trying to think of what the title of that book is because someone told me throw the other title out the window and find <laughs> what would be the the what is the ribbon in between all of it. And I think you mm. just told it to me. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Hey, I am so happy that I can help because listen, since you bless my life, <laughs> you bless my life. <laughs> all right. Well, until next time. This is Laquita Monley, my great guest, Michelle Ruffin. This has been Laquita's Toolbox. Thank you guys so much again. Please check the show notes. Also, I will post her uh, links to her social media in our show notes. I will also post my contact information in our show notes. And if you're listening and you said, hey, Laquita, I've got a great story to tell. I'd love to be a guest on your show. Again, look in those show notes. Podcast at LaquitaMonley.com. Send me an email. Let's schedule a time to have a conversation and see how you and I can connect together and bring you on the show. If you're listening to this and you found value in this show, please don't hesitate. Leave me a five-star review. If you didn't like it, I still want to hear from you. Leave me a (laughs) review and let me know what you think I can do to improve. Until next time, this is Laquita Monley. You guys have a great, great day. Thank you.